I'm Ethan Finn. And I'm Chase Sanchez. And welcome to The Think Tank. Welcome back to Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. And I'm your host, Chase. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, um, co-worker and friend of mine, uh, Mr. Aiden Philbin. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, Aiden. So why don't you tell everyone out there a little bit about yourself before we get started? Yeah. So my name is Aiden. I am 17, uh, almost 18, and I work in the haunted attraction industry and the special events industry. Uh, I've been doing that for, oh God, since I was about eight years old. Okay, for sure. Awesome. So, I mean, have you always lived um, like here locally or, or have you, you know, had to kind of move around based on that yeah. career choice? Yeah. So I grew up in Folsom um, and then moved to Granite Bay, Roseville area. Okay. Uh, but I've been here my whole life. That's awesome. Okay. For sure. Uh, Chase, we're going to go, uh, going to go with the questions or just get right into it. I, I think we should go right into it. I'm really excited to hear. I, okay. Forget for the sure. questions, man. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, I don't, honestly, I don't even know where to start. Just, I guess, Aiden, just sort of like kind of give everyone like an overview, um, on sort of like what the haunted attractions industry kind of looks like as someone who works in it. Yeah. So, haunted houses, it's a neat thing that I've done my whole life. Um, basically, I just design, um, props and different sets uh, in order to um, be able to scare you or startle you um, sure. and mainly just to entertain you um, started out when I was 8 years old with a company called Awful Haunted Attractions um, I've been there for this is this would have been my 10th season with them um, so 10 years um, I just I started out going and scaring people and then I kind of got more and more into it and then just traveling with um, to different trade shows uh, in LA. Most of them have been in LA, and then we're headed to one here this May uh, to St. Louis for the Transworld's Halloween and Attraction Show, where basically we just buy and learn everything that we can um, in the industry. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, so, like, when you travel, are you going to like, people's houses, or like you renting out like an area to like set everything up? Like, where are you doing it? So, our haunted house is in davis uh california uh-huh. um so it's about a half an hour um, away from roseville rockland um but when we travel we're going to basically take classes on how to design different types of sets how do we uh, create uh-huh. a different texture for a wall what different products do they have there that we can purchase yeah to make our haunted house better oh that's um, cool. so when we're when i go in may uh to st louis for that trade show i'm going to be looking at lighting equipment fog machines i have uh, flamethrowers. I mean, stuff kind of like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's insane. So, is there like, I guess, typically when you think of a haunted house, I guess a lot of people wouldn't really understand, like, what all goes into it. So, yeah. you said, like, texture on the walls and stuff. Is that, like, a huge part of it? Is just, like, even the my, most, most minute details like that? Yeah, so we start, um, I start my designs for my haunted house. I do a three, I, we have three haunted houses in Davis. Um, and more on the way. Um, I do our 3D clown haunted house. Um, so when we're looking for a different texture or something, it's kind of like, okay, if we, I want you to feel like you're in a cave. Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find this foam material that we can carve and we can turn into look like real rock mm-hmm. um, in, in the hallways. So you're going to actually feel like 
okay, you're in a cage. I'm going to make you, instead of standing straight up, I'm going to make you hunch over because now you kind of have to bend down. Yeah. Now uh, you're you're a little bit shorter. Yeah. And now you're feeling like you're actually having to walk. You're interacting with this. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah, and I, that sort of puts you in like a position of vulnerability too because now it's yeah. like, okay, what's happening? Like, this isn't normal, I guess. Yeah. Right, and that's been my whole thing is I want you to have the guests. I want the guests to have the best po- experience possible. So that was one of the things I do with the 3D haunted house. Well, now you now you have this different vision of what we're showing you. And I was one of the first people at our location to bring in sound equipment and scents. And uh-huh. so now I can take you to like we use um, cotton candy scents, popcorn. We can Dang. make you almost feel like you're in this different place. And it's really, it's truly neat. It, we can play uh, six different songs or soundtracks throughout uh-huh. the entire haunted house and hundreds of scents if we truly wanted to. Jeez. That's crazy, yeah. For yeah. any haunted house I've been through, it's like just walk around the halls and wait for someone to pop out. You know, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never like seen or heard of anything like this detail and this like crazy. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, it's it's a lot of work. I we start I start in November, so the day after Halloween, we are out there saying okay. We're taking all the comments and the reviews from the guests of like, okay, what can we do different? What worked? What didn't work? What, yeah. how, what can we tweak to make it better every single year? Jeez, so you spend the full uh, year just like planning yeah. for the next year. Ab- absolutely. I'm actually <laughs> in my shop right now working on a few molds for some new projects that we have coming up. That's amazing. That's crazy. That's like Disney level theming. Oh, I mean, yeah. You got like, I mean, you're, you're really talking about smells and, and everything. Yeah. And truly, that's where um, one of uh, the business partners I've been with, he worked for Disney for many years. And that's kind of where we learned some of the tip, tricks and um, different things that we can do. That's incredible. Yeah. So he was like an Imagineer, like actually designing stuff for the parks? He, so he wasn't an Imagineer. He started out just as a normal cast member with the rides operating. And then he kind of got more and more into the construction a little bit but then he had left so he was only there for a little bit he had mainly learned most of the safety stuff um but different textures and that type of stuff the sense i've all gone out on my own and done all that research to figure out what's the best way to deliver that experience that's crazy. that's super cool have, have you ever um like scared yourself from like yeah <laughs> dude, like you just make it so good bro? yeah so a lot of people don't know this i'm actually terrified to walk through the haunted houses i, I uh, bet <laughs> I, it sounds crazy but truly i actually am so obviously my haunted house i i know it better than anyone i'm the one training all of our actors and yeah. showing them how to do it so my haunted house i'm okay with but like the our our other ones um, we have a 30 minute long corn maze haunted house oh it's gosh. about two it's, it's a mile and a half two miles long i will not walk through it i won't do really? it really oh my gosh i will not i won't <laughs> even i won't even do it in the daytime um, yeah i just won't that's crazy i mean I, yeah i guess if you, i feel like if, if you kind of worked on something then you'd be able to see what's coming yeah yeah but then if, if it's something you didn't work on and you're like this is just insane i ain't doing it <laughs> right yeah so um you specialize like what generally like how much does like each prop go for in terms yeah, of like, price yeah. like is it really expensive to put these on or can you do it like for a decent budget um yes and no the level we're working at it's a lot 
you're not going to really find a product that you, I mean, every single product that I have comes from a company that sells like to mainly haunted houses, but they also do sell to the general public. So you can go out, um, I'm working with a company called Creepy Collection right now. We just purchased half a dozen clown bodies or, but you can go to their website and you can actually purchase one, but each one does cost about $600. Yeah. And they're probably like one off pieces too right where they make them like custom made to oh so you there's wanted. no copies it's like yeah, delu- that, it's, yeah. there are and that's so that's my whole thing too is i when i work with these companies the creepy collections there out in new york and new jersey i've done every single item custom everything is custom done for me and there's wow. not going to be a second one like it yeah um it, even in the industry you can't i have a um products being made right now for me um i think they're out in louisiana and I'm picking it up in St. Louis. It's a cotton candy creature that looks like a cotton candy rack. Um, like a sales, like if you went to a basketball game or something and you see the people carrying around the cotton candy mm-hmm. trays and snack trays, well, this thing will come flying out at you and you won't even know it's there because it's so <laughs> hidden. jeez. Oh, um, we're going to be the only ones that have this product now and nobody else in the country will. Jeez, that's um, that's I'm amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to just find stuff that okay, you're you're not gonna know that this is expected because you can't see this on a YouTube video. You can't yeah, see this. Right. Totally. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no way to prepare for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could walk through it. Yeah. Well, even in general too, like uh, the ones that are not even close to this, I always like send my friends in first. I'm like, all right, tell me what it's like, so that I know, yeah, like right. thinking, like you walking get, you through. You gotta get a little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> right, and I'm. It's very. I mean, it's a it's a different experience. It where I'm. I want you to be. I can entertain everybody, right? But I can't scare everyone. Yeah. So true. I want you there's to some, yeah, there's some people out there. The entire thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Do you have to like sign waivers, like, or anything oh, yeah. in case like something happens? No. So our so we, ours we do not touch anyone. Um, there you if you, there's any interaction between uh, the employee and the guest, it is because you probably you might be drunk or something and you might accidentally hit somebody right then we have to step in and yeah we, we did, that's not okay we have to yeah. take um, control over the situation however we will not touch you so there's yeah. no waivers required for us um which we're not gonna we're not gonna purposely do or a design that could hurt you potentially right we want right. to make sure everything is super safe now you will be faced with different stuff in your in the path of which you're walking so yeah. I might put a clown body in right in the middle of the path. Well, now you have to move that body right to go through to continue. But besides that, there's nothing else. Yeah, I, I've heard of some where like you have to because like they yeah. do touch you or like, they like run after you yeah, or like try I, to like chainsaw your head off yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean we can is we can pretty much do whatever we want as long as we do not touch you. Yeah. Okay. Right. For sure. So if as long as we're not touching you. Well, I can no chase after you. I can do whatever we want. Yeah. Now I'm gonna be, do it carefully, right? I'm not yeah. gonna. We, I like. There's a lot of times, yeah. Our actors and including myself, we do cross the line, right? Okay. <laughs> now I've done something that scared you so badly. I've been punched. I've been kicked. I've oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. like been pushed, right? I mean, and this happens all the time, and so I'm constantly. Every night when I come home, I've got a new bruise on me, right? Or I've got <laughs> something else from being hit. And I mean, also it comes from management standpoint as I'm dealing with the more rowdy guests most of the time um, to do that. But we also try to defuse the situation. We have all of our emergency exits and 
places that if you're running to our haunted house, we can let you out super quickly and you won't even know. For sure. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so is there like a big like facility or building out there that you do this in? So, yeah, we have our location. It's on a farm in Davis, but all of our work is done in my garage. Gotcha. Um, okay. Every single piece, um, except for the obviously the companies that do yeah. outside work um, for us. They'll ship their stuff in crates and cargo stuff to us. Um, but everything, yeah, everything's done in my house. Wow. That's that's all. How much? How much? Like how many hours a week do you say like you spend on on this? Huh. Uh, I um. So on the off season, uh, probably eight hours a week on the off season. That would be, I call the off season November through June, mm-hmm. and okay. then that's not including trade shows, right? Trade shows, I'm there twelve hours a day for five days straight, right? Yeah. Um. But the busy season, oh, 18 hours a day, probably. Jeez. At least. That's crazy. There's days, I at the haunted house, there's days truly where, and this happens for a week straight, um, that our opening week, I get there at 6 a.m., and I don't leave until 3 or 4 a.m. And then, and it's a half an hour away from my house, so I've got to drive home, get three hours of sleep, wake up, do do it all over again. Right. Jeez. So, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but for sure. Amazing. That's awesome. Have you ever had? Do you have any uh, stories of anyone who like freaked out or like <laughs> totally just like broke down while they were inside? Yeah. So I've I've got a fun story. Um, this is actually so I started before I did. I so when I had started with the company, I kind of I just really loved it. So I just started buying more haunted house stuff on my own, and I started doing home, what we call home haunts. It's like it's basically if you went and decorated your house just like crazy yeah. outside right uh-huh. so i started doing that and i would do a home haunt at my house every halloween i had um one of my neighbors who i'm very good friends with now who i didn't know when this happened because it was our first year um doing the home haunt at this house i moved around a bunch um in the granite bay roseville area and she got so scared that she peed her pants in my driveway <laughs> uh, in my driveway, you it, you could see it dripping down her leg, uh, and she was seventeen, so that was pretty funny. Um, oh yeah, I had a seventeen-year-old pee their pants because I and just me. I didn't have any other actors. I had scared her so badly. <laughs> That's uh, so funny. But yeah, it's stories like that. That's why we do it, right? We love. It. You have to joke when you do this stuff. We're not actually trying to terrorize you right like we're having fun here Um, that's what makes it so great i encourage everyone to go and go to a haunted house go try it for a night i'm telling you you're gonna love it yeah i i feel like a lot of it is is mind over matter like a lot of times you hype like in your head you psych yourself out and you're like this is gonna be horrible like I'm, i'm gonna die but it's really like it's all fun and games and i feel like if people tried to you know lighten up a little bit myself included because i'm one of the biggest you know i'm like more i can't even go into spirit halloween because it's like so scary but (laughs) right and i mean that's kind of the fun stuff is i mean like getting to show like you or somebody else like what we do a lot of people just want to see behind the scenes yeah yeah yeah. working on this stuff making this stuff and i'm like i said i'm literally working on stuff right now um i have silicone being poured right now um so we're we're constantly creating just to be able to have fun with it. I mean, it's 
one and haunted houses too. I mean, they've been tested and like you were saying, like freaking yourself out before you even go, it's been proven to be good for you. Cause once you get out and you're okay, you realize like, Oh, I've got my fingers, I've got my toes. Right. Right. And you release these endorphins and it makes you feel like really good. It makes you like, mm. okay, I'm alive. But I did it. Right. It just yeah. gives you that motivation and that boost. Um, to where people love it and that's kind of it's the same thing i say is like kind of like adrenaline right eventually you want more and you want more and you want more and that's where you get into those extreme haunted houses that are going to touch you that are going to grab you there's some that there's one called mckinney manor i've met that i it's all over the news it's the most extreme dangerous haunted house there is you have a four-hour waiver they'll take you across the border into mexico yeah Um, i'm serious someone like got like hurt one time like badly Really? They had a yeah. So I uh, they some they had one person have a heart attack, but that was it. Um, That's the worst of their injuries. Um, But they can pull your teeth out without um, numbing, or they can cut all your hair off. I mean, yeah. And no one has ever finished. It's forty-eight hours. Yeah, no one's ever finished it. That was like the. Don't you get a prize if you can finish it? Yeah, it's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, no one's finished it. Yeah. That's that's like that's like voluntary torture. Yeah. It, it, it is voluntarily because it's free. Um, you do not pay a penny to do this experience. There's a 17,000 person waiting list. Um, he does it. This is year round. He does it every Saturday and Sunday, um, every day, or sorry, every Saturday and Sunday for an entire year. And it just is crazy. Do um, they, like your his best... name's Russ. What's that? I was going to say your best bet is like to hide somewhere. Because, like, eventually, if, like, the hours are counting down, they're going to, like, be, like, really extreme to try to get you to quit. So, wait, what, what are they... Uh, do they just, like, put you in an area and, like, you, it's basically, like, free-for-all? I think... That's what I'm assuming. No, it's... It's a... I mean, they have massive warehouses and trucks. I mean, this thing, it's... You'd have to kind of watch your video on it. And it's called McCamey Manor or Russ McCamey. Just Google it on YouTube or something, and you'll see these... He makes these... He does the haunted house because he's allowed to film it. Yeah. Um, and so you see there's six hour long videos of people doing this haunted house and yeah. it's just it's crazy I could never do it it's, uh, yeah I would say your own. best bet well, is like yeah. to hide somewhere like where like people won't see you but I mean if everything's on camera then they're gonna find out where you are so they it's literally like they just film the whole thing yeah I'm sure he films the entire thing oh my dude, dude that sounds like one of those like horror movies yeah okay I'm not I'm like not gonna the... lie that sounds pretty messed like this guy is like filming you yeah, while you're being he, tortured so he makes the money off the videos because it's free right uh, yeah yeah he's, well he's gotten a lot of attention the fbi has been called oh yeah everything <laughs> like people like he i don't think he i wouldn't he doesn't make money from it simply um because he doesn't charge anything to enter um it's completely free experience um it's just so scary that nobody's been able to do it but no he spends his own personal money on every single tour it costs him thousands of dollars to do but he does it because he loves it right yeah it's the same thing with me i i don't make money doing this i do it because i love it um and yeah i mean i i'll walk out in my uh garage and i'll just look at all the different stuff that i have done or that's being worked on it's just truly amazing Dude, I just looked up this. This is insane. They lock you in coffins. They put you in yeah. tanks of water with live eels. That just sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah, I mean, and that so that one does have a waiver, by the way. It's a I think yeah. it's a forty-page waiver. 
it takes like four hours to fill it all out. You have to be medically cleared by doctors, by psychiatrists. You have to have a passport because they'll take you across the border. Jeez. Um, it's, it's crazy. There's a documentary on Netflix. I'm going to have to watch that because that sounds... I, is, that, is that Haunters, Art of the Stair? No, it's. I think it's called... I think it's the name of the manor. It's about... Oh, uh, oh maybe. The world's, it's like the world's scariest haunted house or something like that. I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to look into it. Um, there's a lot of good ones about the industry out there. Um, it's yeah, it's just fun. Have you ever gotten any of your props from like a Spirit Halloween or like a Halloween City type store? Yes, actually. So that's kind of how I started out. I started out obviously as super little, so I was like, "Mom, Dad, can I have this?" And luckily for me, my birthday's in September, right? Oh so yeah, yeah. It's right before Halloween. I would always get something for my birthday, right? Or I'd, I'd always get one of those props for my birthday. And that's how I did it. And then did more research on industry and all that different stuff. And I started, okay, now I want to advance all my stuff. I started buying lighting equipment. I started buying different props. I started saving all my money. And then I had started selling all those spirit props. So those spirit props can actually be worth um, quite a bit of money. There was one I got, uh, it was a clown. It came out in 2013. It was like $80 to buy. And now it's selling for over six or $700. Whoa. Because, co- because collectors collect these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And so I had, sold, I had sold that, and I bought my first ever um, haunt prop from a creepy collection who I was, was talking about earlier. He was the first haunted house uh, professional prop I had bought. Wow. Um, yeah, that's cool. Cause yeah, and then you got to think, like, some of these props that you can buy at the Halloween stores, like, they discontinue them or they stop making them for the next season. So, I mean, it's going to be like, eventually it's going to be kind of a rarity. Yeah. So if you can buy it when it's cheap, then eventually the value will go up. Exactly. And it's the same thing in the haunted house industry too. Like we we'll go to St. Louis this year and most of those products that we see on the trade show floor this year will not exist next year. Wow. It's uh, you can, you buy it this year. Um, and some of these companies, some of them are just so big that they can destroy we we have to make molds of everything so that way we can make create more and more and more but wow. they'll actually they have videos of them smashing their molds because they want to get rid of them and start completely from scratch jeez wow. so how do you um, how do you sort of make a mold yeah. out of these things yeah so um molds take a lot of work um i've got one my biggest one is uh, a pumpkin mold it's about four feet by four feet by four uh Four feet wide, four feet long, and it's about three feet tall. Um, it's for a giant pumpkin that would normally cost a thousand dollars if I wanted to go buy it from a different company, but I you sculpt it. So you take clay, blocks of clay. Um, I used about three or four hundred pounds of clay for it. Whoa! Um, so and, and you just sculpt. You have it's a lot of. Um, work. I actually, um, since I'm in high school, I took ceramics classes to learn how to sculpt. Um, so I took a year and a half of ceramics just to be able to learn how to sculpt this one pumpkin. Wow. Um, and, and once you sculpt it in clay, then what you do is you take plaster, or um, we use number one pottery plaster from Alpha Supply Ceramics Store or something like that, and now you're taking three, two, 300 pounds of plaster, and now you're putting the plaster all over this clay um, and you want it super thick I think this mold's probably four inches thick of plaster um, 
and you remove all the clay out of the plaster once the plaster is dry, and then you have a mold of basically what you've sculpted. Yeah. And then you fill that with rubber and foam, and then you have this prop, and then you have to paint it and whatnot. Jeez, so that's pretty involved uh, then. Yeah, that mold, I think that mold, it took me four days to sculpt it, and then three days to do the mold. Dang. Um, it, yeah, it, it's a big prop, though. I mean, it's not small. Um, if you, you want to start something out small, absolutely do it. It takes you a couple hours, and you're done. But yeah, and that was true. That was the first thing I ever sculpted was that pumpkin. Wow, that's cool. So, but yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. No, sorry, I that was I was pretty much I was done there. So you're good. Okay, um, yeah. So do your like haunted houses? Like I know you said your focus is clowns and stuff, but do they have like a like a story? Like you go through and it like uh, tells a story, yeah, or is it just like here's a bunch of clown stuff? So yes and no. Right now we don't have a story um we don't have a backstory behind our haunted house um i however i have been working on trying to do that it's really hard um to do you have to figure out one what's going to make people interested like what story can people kind of relate to but also fear right yeah um so i've been trying to i've i've been working on this backstory and i haven't told really anybody about this but i'm happy to share it um for my clown haunted house, I'm like, okay, you're a little kid, right? And you're going to the circus for the first time, right? Well, now these characters who started out just like you, right? A little yeah. kid had gone to the circus and they had loved it so much that they wanted to be in the circus. And they just loved it so much that they wanted to be clowns and they got more and more into it. Well, then someone started, someone started killing people. And that's kind of where you'll start in my haunted house. <laughs> it's you're going to start in a room that has 20 bodies in it. Clowns um, aren't with so this funny anymore. Anyway. Clown running around. And this now this clown that started killing people, well, he wants other people to join the circus. Yeah. He wants more clowns for his circus. So now he's started turning these dead people into clowns for this circus. Oh, that's freaky. That's um, messed. <laughs> and, and the hardest part is being able to do that in 3D. Yeah. Um, I can do a normal flesh tone color paint on somebody, right? But mm -hmm. that's not 3D. I have to use bright, bright neon colors in order to make something 3D. Um, these colors that are so bright that they you could put on um, 3D glasses on the paint right now without the special lighting, and you'd see 3D. Um, it's it's super hard, and it, that's kind of why we don't really have a backstory on that end of mm -hmm. it. For sure. um, just because it's so hard with the paint to use to tell that story yeah okay makes sense yeah the i'm like super big into like theming and like sort of behind the scenes on how that's done yeah like when it comes to like you know movies or theme parks like whatever it is i i just love kind of the behind the scenes stuff so i mean right that's and that's really cool. and that was my whole thing too i mean i truly have i've been like I always loved Disneyland as a kid or like roller coasters and rides and that type of stuff. Yeah. So my favorite part when going to Disneyland was when the rides would break down on you and you're stuck there for an yeah. hour, right? Is I get to sit there and I get to look at every little detail for an hour while uh, they're waiting to get me off. For sure, uh, yeah. Okay, this, this is kind of that rocky texture or this is kind of smooth or this looks like wood, right? Yeah. Or how did the ride systems work? How did these... Um, I was stuck on... Um, Splash Mountain. I was like, okay, so how does this track work to lift you up the hill? Or how does that type of stuff work? And it really got me into 
well, now I really love roller coasters, and I kind of started getting into that. And it's kind of been the whole events side and like entertainment my entire life. That's started awesome. out with yeah. Dude, one yeah. time on Splash Brown, we got stuck like at the very top of that thing before you drop. Oh, like, for real? Before you go over it, we were like stuck like right below it. So we we're like chilling at the top of it. How long were you stuck? Not very long. It was like ten minutes. Oh, okay. But we we're like, what the heck, dude? Like it just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, right? I. I mean, yeah. I was at it's um. So fun. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it is. It, honestly, it's pretty fun, especially like when the lights come on. If you're like in an indoor dark ride, because then it's like right. You can then it's you can really see all. The... Have you seen the inside? Uh, well, I guess it's called Space Mountain. I don't know what it's called. Oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. they're all the tracks are like super close to each other actually. Yeah, it's like dude, a fight, I, like dome. I, I don't think I could put my hands up anymore. I know, I'm, no, I'm, I know, dude. That's like, I, I got too. long arms. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm worried that like I'm gonna you know like hit smack the... it right. And that's kind of the in that yeah. I mean, I have been able to see that actually in person. That it broke down with the lights on. Yeah. Um, and so it was super neat, and I was like, okay. So they use something. Those that roller coaster only goes about twenty miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They use, they use that sound and what they also use are fans yeah to, to think blow that you're going a lot faster than you are and I, we tested something for the haunted house where we were driving down the freeway and we're like you know what put on this um we're like okay how can we make how can we make you feel like you're moving really really quickly but you're actually not yeah but okay so we're thinking we're actually we're on our way driving to the haunted house because that's kind of how we think of some of these things we're like put on the space mountain theme music like you can search this up on youtube yeah, right so sure. we turned on the music we played it in the car and we turned the volume up a lot like super loud um almost full mat, uh blast and then we turned on the ac at full blast well uh... i'm only going 65 miles an hour on the freeway but it feels like i'm going close to 100 yeah um, wow. or more i mean it truly it was so it felt so fast to all of us sitting in the car that we had to turn it off because we thought like we were speeding and like we were pulled over or something that's um, super cool but yeah it's really neat what those different types of effects can play on your mind and yeah yeah these different ways. And, and they're so simple you know it's not like yeah, a lot of people that don't know would might think like oh you know what, are they, what kind of complex, trick are they using yeah. here but it's it, it's really basic especially when you think like even for like haunted mansion or whatever like those effects have been around for years like decades and they're not yeah. like expensive to do it's like practical effects it's all about props and tricks and stuff right and a lot of those effects we actually use in our haunted houses and oh that's um, cool in our stuff um the one illusion in the ballroom the pepper's ghost illusion that's what allows those ghosts to pop up and down or like to look like they're actually see-through um and it's because there's a giant window a pane of glass it's like i think i watched something about it it was like 80 feet long piece sheet of glass um, and just the light reflection um, does that. And so it's it's kind of like when you're looking at a really, like if you look at your phone when it's black and you see your reflection in it, it's almost like a mirror, right? Yeah, right. It's the same It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Um, shoot, I had something else I wanted to say about it. Oh, yeah, do you guys, um, do, do you like decorate the outside of the haunted house at all or is it just mainly inside? Yeah, so we do a facade. Um, okay. Well, sorry, I should say we started to do a facade um we the first year and obviously i've been with this company for so long i can kind of say whatever i want to and it's not a problem <laughs> but we my i hate so much that we are outside um mm. in davis we're on a farm and it's yeah. horrible 
um, the dust, the dirt, it gets everywhere. I come home and I look like a pig. It just that took a bath. <laughs> um, I really do. And so I hate so much that we're outside because it wastes so much. It wastes a lot of money because we have to redo so much stuff every year because yeah. it's left up year round. Um, for the most part, most of the tech stuff is taken out, but a lot of the walls and scenes are still up. Um, yeah. so we have to repaint those every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, we the facades we started um, for the clowns. You're gonna now the you're the first thing you're gonna see when you walk into our courtyard is this massive. It looks like a tent, a circus tent, um, with all the red and white stripes. You're gonna see this massive tent that we put um, a paint on. Um, it's really diluted water and black paint. And we just kind of stored it on it, and it looks like okay. Now this thing has been sitting here for a hundred, hundred years, right? And it looks really oh, dirty, yeah. really gross. But we've designed it that way. Now, if I wanted to, I could make it nice, white, and bright, and it looked brand new, like it was set up today. Okay. Uh, but we want you to feel like okay, you're walking into something that's really run down and really old. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we can we started doing facades. Um. That's what the outside of it is called. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely something that we're hoping to get more into. Yeah, that's super cool. Another thing, another like sort of something that like Disney and Universal do really well is the facades. You know, it's like you can turn a whole warehouse into something that looks like something from like the 30s or whatever. Yeah, uh, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So for sure. So um, if if you don't mind, if we could uh, you know shift gears a little bit, just maybe kind of touch on uh sort of like what else you do in terms of um radio a little bit if that's all right yeah so my parents they've been in the radio industry for oh 25 years now um so i started out um i started with concerts or going to concerts god two or three every month um, when i was super little it was just concerts all the time so i've grown up with music in my life um music i love music i don't um when Ethan was like, oh, hey, send me your favorite song or something. I was like, um, that's really difficult for me. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite song just because music has been in my life so much. I know every song like yeah. crazy. Pretty much every song from every single type of genre that you could think of yeah. um, that I know. And so I'm like, well, no, I got to really think about this. What song do I really like or stuff like that? So I've just been the music industry is been the biggest probably part of my life and that's kind of how i got more and more into the haunted house is like oh i really like the lights on this stage yeah well cool how can i take these lights and put them in the haunted house so i went and i worked with the stage company i was like okay this is great i went and worked with the stage company for while we're setting up my parents events so my parents are um big um in the radio industry here in sacramento um they put on events like country in the park um we've done 102 Point five live, um, Kidtopia, Petapalooza, um, National in the neighborhood, all those events, right? There's so many of them sure, uh, yeah. that I can't even think of them all. Uh, but so I've grown up backstage and looking at all the tech equipment. I was like, okay, this is really neat. I want to get more into this. And so I started doing that. And obviously, my whole life has been events and concerts. Um, so I've gotten. I've been very fortunate enough to be able to meet a lot of these amazing artists and things. Um, God, who have I met before? Um, we've met Maroon 5, my 
we've done Taylor Swift, all the like these famous. We hired Post Malone one year for 1025 Live. We had Little Uzi come in flying on his private jet, stuff like that. I mean, I've just been wow. around it my entire life. Yeah. Um, that it's just one of those things that's like, it's a normal thing for me. It's like, it's as, it's as normal as going to school in the morning. Yeah. Jeez. That's, ins- that's crazy. I think a lot of people probably, um, they can't imagine what that is like just because they obviously it, have it, never had yes. that experience. So yeah, it's, cool. it's really crazy that having that experience of, Oh, I'm just in a go back stage. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I have an all access pass or I have a backstage pass. Um, so a lot of people when they're experiencing that, it's like, okay, I'm a crazy fan now. Right. Or like I'm meeting somebody that is insane, yeah. but I go up to that same person. I'm like, I'm having like a genuine conversation with that person just like we are right now wow um, I, i'll talk to somebody normally i'm not like oh my god <laughs> tell me about your new song or something like that right, right. yeah yeah uh, it's kind of just that normalcy that i've grown up with it's not i'm to be honest i don't really care <laughs> about their new song or something right um, yeah plus i'm, I'm sure yeah. they get that all the time you know it's yeah. like everyone's coming up to them oh can i get a picture can you sign my you yeah. know not that anyone has cds anymore but like you know can yeah. i get an autograph or whatever yeah. Um, exactly and that's kind of you i've um there's certain artists um that i've met a few times and they remember me right because i'm the one that had that or they remember my family because we're the ones that have that genuine conversation with them instead of obviously they're there for an event they're there for a job that they have to do and that we have to do right but we can when we are free we can go have those conversations yeah Um, totally We've gone, we've gone with some artists to Dave and Buster's before. I mean, stuff like that, right? You just kind of go have fun with these. They're people, right? Yeah. People of think they're like just these big celebrities, but they're they're people just like you and I are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because everyone like puts celebrities up on this pedestal as if yeah, they're like, yeah. they're as if they're like somehow a tier above everyone else. Uh-huh. And it's interesting. It's only because they make good content or whatever. But like, it's weird that we do that because at the end of the day, they're the, just the same as the rest of us. Just, yep, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, that's cool. Because I think I, I told you the other night, like, um, last year we got to play at Golden One Center and we're waiting yes. there on the sidewalk, like, waiting to get into the VIP entrance and Luke Walton comes walking on the sidewalk yeah. <laughs> and we're like, coach? And, like, we didn't get a picture with him because we didn't want to ask him, like, hey, yeah. can you get a picture? Like, uh-huh. we had a, he, he asked us about what we were doing there, like, what school we went to, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. And it, it was it was more of a conversation, and he probably was probably glad that we weren't like, oh, yeah. can we get a picture? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to, just so we can post it on our Instagram, which I'm sure that happens all the time. So, it, exactly. And I mean, I, I mean, everyone always has like kind of like a favorite celebrity, right? Um, yeah. For me, my whole big thing is even now is like my work ethic, or like how hard I work. I would or like trying to create businesses and do all this type of creative side and we were at one king's game um oh four years ago now it was all when the riots were happening here in sacramento um with it was all the protests for black lives matter and when they shut down the king's arena oh Um, okay yeah yeah yeah. and me and my dad actually had managed to get into the arena before the arena was uh locked down so we were in this arena for this game with only 500 other people and halftime it was like normal um everyone was in their assigned seats um we were in the suite um we have a suite in the arena 
Um, and they called everyone down on the floor. They wanted the TV. They wanted us on the floor so it looked like the game was full, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Every other state doesn't know what's happening on happening at this yeah. arena right now, right? Yeah. Um, they don't know that this arena is locked down um, and people can't get in to see the game that paid for these tickets. Jeez. So they called everyone down to this. They called everyone down to the floor into the super low levels of the um, arena, so that way the cameras wouldn't pick up that there was nobody actually yeah. in the arena. Well, I had rushed down. I, I literally, I had. My dad didn't even know where I went. Um, snagged a floor seat. Huh? <laughs> He's like, he he told me. He's like, where are you? I was like, I'm sitting right next to Mark Cuban, <laughs> um, on on the on the front row of the floor. No I'm way. on the actual floor of the game uh, on the basketball court now, sitting right next to Mark Cuban, and there's an empty seat there for my dad. I was like, Dad, get down here right now. Mark Cuban is sitting right next to me. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, he's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Um, so he was more focused on the game, um, where I was more interested is I've always watched him on Shark Tank with his yeah. business pictures and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I really want a picture with him. Like, this is really neat. Um, well, I I had asked him for a picture right at the end of the game, and he was almost about to take a picture with me. And I, this is the one time I was so mad at this arena worker. She was pushing him out the door. Like I was oh. ready to take the picture, and she was pushing him out the door. I'm like, come on. So I didn't get my picture with Mark Cuban, but I did get to sit next to him for half a basketball game. That's, That's so, so cool. I bet he's got a lot of knowledge just from like right. business standpoint and that kind of thing. Right. I wasn't more. I wasn't truly focused on that at that point. I just simply wanted a picture with the billionaire. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be like, uh, hey, tell me how to start a business. You know. <laughs> He's right. on the side of the So, uh, <laughs> any tips? Like, I'm starting... <laughs> Five point point. Right, and I mean, I I don't think anybody from the FBI is probably be listening to this. However, <laughs> I've, like, <laughs> I started doing that with the haunted house stuff. I started, okay, I, I sat in my garage for six hours one day. I was like, okay, what can I take that we use that I've designed for the haunted house? And how can I take that and how can I make it available to other people in the haunted house industry. Now I created this product that we have. Um, other companies have made this before. It's simple. It's a bowling pin, right? Um, bowling pins, um, they're heavy. Each one's about four pounds. Um, and obviously I cannot have that hit somebody, right? That's too heavy. That will actually <laughs> hurt somebody. Well, so other people in the industry have created these foam bowling pins. You take, you make, you take a real bowling pin, um, and you make a mold of it. And then you can pour foam into them and make foam ones and put a string inside and then it'll hang from the ceiling. Each Now, these other companies will sell each bowling pin for $75, $50, each. Where it's like, okay, this is crazy. I, I want these for my haunted house, but I want like 50 of them, right? I yeah. can't pay $75 a bowling pin if they're $50 yeah. for, if, they're, if I want 50 of them. So I'm like, okay, how can I do this cheaper? Well, I made the mold. Uh, after a few attempts, um, and I had a bowling pin mold. So I poured all of my bowling pins um, for my haunted house, and then I was like, this is, I can do these cheap. Each one cost me $5 to make, right? Um, and they're sell- and other companies were selling them for $75, $50 each. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sell them for 20 each. And that's exactly what I did. I reached out. I, you find me on Facebook. I'm very, um, just haunted house stuff. We're all on Facebook. And I posted these bowling pins on Facebook, which are also black right reactive in the UV and 3D, um, which a lot of people want. Um, and they sold like crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, I bet. So now I've got my product in other haunted houses all over the country. That's and so I've kind of started doing that. And obviously, I didn't pay taxes on it, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it went away, right? Right, uh, yeah. But I, I just kind of started doing that. And I kind of I found a few products that I've made that um, a lot of people don't make. There's certain, I have the cotton candy props that I have that we did a whole cotton candy room that other people don't make. And I've started selling these to other haunted houses. So yeah, now I'm not the only one that has these, but now I can kind of offset my cost um, for the pins that I want in my haunted house and allow other people to have them as well. That's super so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We all have our own different ways that we do the haunted houses and we do that stuff, but we're, we're truly a big family, right? If yeah. somebody, if I needed, I, uh, yesterday I posted something that was like, okay, I want to create a new texture on a wall, right? I want, like, can you give me the, can you show me photos or can you give me ideas on how I can do certain, like te certain texture and right away on Facebook within two hours, I had over a hundred comments of people giving me all these like, incredible wow. ideas now and which I found one that I'm going to end up using. Um, and so we truly, we all love each other. We all want to help each other in this industry. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, so how long have you, have you been doing trade shows basically since you started or is that sort of something you picked up later once you kind of got more of a notoriety? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, so the trade shows I started going to four years ago now, I want to say, three or four years ago. And I started at um, Scare LA, which is a, I wouldn't, I'm not going to call it a trade show because it's not, I'm going to, so there's two different terms for like trade shows or conventions, right? A trade show is for owners of a business or of an amusement park, stuff like that, where you can go and buy these really higher level products. Um, for like, you, I'll go to this trade show in St. Louis this May, and you're going to see a roller coaster in the building because they're trying to sell to amusement parks as well, <laughs> right? Um, or you're going to see those zip lines or those yeah. weird products, and. Now, conventions, yes, they're similar where you're going to go and you're going to, if you go to Comic-Con, right, you're going to see vendors selling stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not going to be that higher level equipment. It's going to be for more of that, um, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say average, but basically, I don't want to say it, but basically your average person, right? Like, oh, this is really cool. I want to buy a mask, right? Yeah. So you're going to see... At a convention, a Halloween convention, mainly Scare LA, which I went to, you're going to see a latex mask, right? Yeah. That is yeah. something that you can go to your Spirit Halloween or your Party City and purchase. Yeah. Now, those are mask made, right? Those are cheap to make, and so they sell very cheap, and they're also, they're not the best material or anything. Right. But now, I can go to the same, now I can go to a trade show in St. Louis, and now you're going to see this mask that is made out of silicone now silicone is an amazing material it's i i love it but i also hate it because it's so expensive um and it's just that's how we make our molds um for the most part certain molds can be done with plaster but some have to be done with um silicone um and we bought these silicone masks well these silicone masks every single one is handmade hand painted wow um, they are every single one is unique and every single one is a piece of artwork done by a single artist yeah, that's insane uh, and they're amazing now they still do mass produce them um they'll make maybe instead of making a ten thousand of them right maybe they make a hundred of them right yeah um or they're made to order too so yeah. i can go to this company um 
my favorite company. It's called Immortal Mass. They're based in Los Angeles. Um, and their wait time is about eight weeks for a product um, from the time you order it to the time it's delivered because they're working with you constantly of, okay, do you want, if I'm doing a clown, do you want red lips or do you want pink lips, right? Stuff kind of like that. They're mm-hmm. going to work with you throughout the entire process of your custom mask. How do you want this done for you? Um, and that's what's so amazing about this. Um, those products is they can be custom done so you and you also get that higher level material those silicone masks mm-hmm. um, yes they can be done with makeup but that makeup is going to take eight hours you're going to have to sit somebody in a chair for eight hours and to be put through this makeup whereas i can put this mask on in 60 seconds and it's done yeah and right? it doesn't run either you know it's not like if you sweat or anything it, it's gonna exactly and that's the best part about silicone is silicone's nature by properties nothing sits to silicone but silicone so yeah. i can take this product i can go wash it so and disinfect it and luckily yeah. that helps with corona right now um, i can give one i can give this to an after one night well i can go dunk it in a five gallon bucket full of 99 percent alcohol and i can pull it out and let it dry and perfect it's nice disinfected and it's ready for the next person whereas yeah. a latex mask you cannot do that you cannot put any type of cleaning material on them you have to just wipe it down with baby wipes and water. Um, so it's a lot better, too. I mean, you kind of have to look at that quality um, versus quantity yeah. aspect of it. It's like, okay, I'm going to get this, whereas a latex mask won't last as long, too. I I, I, can, I have latex masks. They last me about a year on end. Um, whereas this silicone mask could last me 20 years because um, it's that amazing material now. Now, a latex mask from a nice company you get for $50, but these silicone masks cost $700 to $1,000 each, Whoa. right? So you kind of have to look at, it, it is a lot of money, and you so you have to kind of look at is what use am I getting out of this? Um, what artistry am I going to get out of this? What effect? Um, and so I've started to do, I, I have uh, three with two on the way coming um, currently for my haunted house. Whoa, I'm sorry. That was really loud. Um, <laughs> something fell over. <laughs> I told you I'm in my shop. Something fell over. Um, so I'm sorry about that. Anyone wearing headphones. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's so neat. Um, it's just we get to create. We get to have fun and we get to create what we want. Yeah, and it, it kind of it's probably like really freeing because it's like your design. Like you don't have to follow like, okay, you have to have this and this. Like you have to make this room look like this. Yeah, it's, Is it pretty you know, open-ended as far as what you can do. A hundred percent. I mean, and that's the hardest part. I will sit in a chair for hours on end throughout all hours of the night. And I cannot think of a design for a room and haunted houses. We have to change everything, right? Like not everything, but you want to change it. So it's new. And so that the guest is going to come back the next year. Right. That's the hardest part. Right. Is figuring out, okay, what can I do next to top that and make it even better? And we have to do this every single year. And Definitely. so I'm sitting, I'll sit through the night and hours of like, okay, I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm looking through pictures. I'm just trying to find that creativity. And all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere, it'll come to you. And I'm not even talking about the same night. Maybe a week later, an yeah. incredible idea will come to you. And that's truly how most of my ideas work is I'll sit there. I'm still looking at a piece of paper, writing down every kind of thing that I could ever think of. And they just don't think, I just don't think of something. And a week later, I'm looking at something, oh my God, that'd be an amazing idea for a scene in the haunted house, yeah, right? Totally. Uh, one of our new rooms, it's a, 
um, a baby block. Um, you know those <laughs> Gosh, little characters. It's um, those le- you know those letter blocks that you would play with as a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. They're, they're wood blocks with all these with all the oh, different right. letters on them. Right. And so I was like, okay. Well, at the time, I didn't know that that was going to be a room. Um, and all of a sudden, I went to the grocery store. Um, I think it was for milk or something. And, and I saw they were selling these baby blocks. I had just managed to walk through this aisle of, like, children's toys, and they were sitting right there. And I'm like, oh, my God, this would be amazing to kind of tell this story. Oh, so what my I did gosh, was dude. now I took these char- these letter blocks. I call them character blocks. I don't know why. But um, I'm like, okay, well, now these are tiny, right? These are only about an inch big. How can I make this bigger? So we made these four foot by four foot by four foot blocks out of plywood. Wow. And well, now we have character blocks. So now what I've done too, and we've stacked them eight feet tall. So now that you're, now you feel smaller, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of one of the things is I'm, if you have these character blocks that you look at and they're in real life, they're only about an inch big and you've got two stacked on each other and they're eight feet tall. Well, now you're going to feel tiny. Right, yeah, you're gonna yeah. feel like a kid again in this room, and we use um, we use a lot of they're called pneumatics. It's air sil- air power cylinders. It's what makes a lot of if you go to Disneyland and you see a character moving, right? It's that same type of thing. Um, they use electric motors. We use air. Um, and while I took one of these baby or these character blocks or the letter blocks, and well, I put a person inside of one, a, new, a pneumatic prop. So now when you walk past this thing, this child demon-type clown is <laughs> oh. flying out of this block that you would never expect is there. That's uh, so freaky. <laughs> or we've taken these characters and we submerge them underwater. We have a, a toxic water room. Like, this water is glowing green, and there's so much water everywhere that you it looks like you're in a pool, basically, of water. And boom, a character comes flying out of this barrel of water, and it'll spray you in the face with water. Or so it, we truly want it. We wanted it that element of surprise. And now, yes, we do spray you with water. It's only a little bit, but we do. When it, we were talking earlier about the um, contracts or the um, waivers, um, we don't have to have waivers, but we do kind of have to advise you of what you could experience in the haunted house. Sure, we can we can shock you if you touch a wall and there's a shock mat on it. You will be shocked. <laughs> oh, um, whoa! Or, I didn't even or, think about that. Yeah, right. And the, we have to word it. We so wording is everything. Um, instead of saying you will get wet, right? You may That's get wet. Or whatever. Me, yeah. Okay, I don't. If I go through this, I'm going to walk out wet. Right? There's no possible chance of me not getting wet whereas we say you may get wet right because yeah. i don't know if you're going to walk right next to this prop right yeah exactly and if you do walk right next to it you're going to get sprayed with <laughs> yeah. water but if you walk four feet away from it you're not going to get sprayed right so we have to kind of word this or if you touch a wall and get shocked or if you don't touch the wall right so it's kind of all that human instinct too is like okay do i really want to touch this or do i not it's like you yeah. made it wet like wet shock caught on fire uh... <laughs> <laughs> right i mean we and yeah we have the flamethrowers i mean there's so much different stuff that you could uh, fog strobe lights there's so much different stuff that you could experience we have to we have to tell you because we don't want you to sue us because oh i'm allergic to fog right yeah you can't be allergic to fog it's not possible <laughs> uh, because all fog fluid is it's water and glycerin 
Yeah. Um, I'm allergic to mix the different too. levels to the different types of fog. We have low line fog. We have fog that'll spray you in the face with like blast you with fog. I mean, there are different types of stuff. Uh, That's super disorienting. Light you up with fog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, some, it's just, it's, it's fun. I did to, it's, it, it's the best job in the world. I get, I don't, well, I don't get paid. Well, I kind of do, but that money's put back into it. I sure. get to scare people for a living, right? I get yeah. to do what I love because I love it so much. And that's my goal. I mean, there's companies, the hardest part is we're in California. There's a lot more laws and restrictions than if I were to go out to Missouri or if I were to go out to Ohio or different states like that. Whereas now, I can do all this stuff, um, and there's companies out there that make millions of dollars in one month, and they don't work a day in their life, <laughs> wow. right? So then, so yeah, a lot of, if you're not getting the that? like money, well, if you're not making money from it, where are you getting the funding to do it and like keep doing it? Yeah, so I do it because I love it. Um, that's it. That's my answer. Um, now, my parents, who I love dearly, they've always hated it, um, and they've just recently kind of started to accept that like this is not a phase right i've been doing this for 10 years now this is not going away um and so i've had to i'm like okay i and they're like i'm not we're not paying for it right yeah we're not paying for it and that the second i turned 16 um i will sorry i should say two weeks before i turned 16 i put in my first job application Uh because you have to be 16 to work um for the most part in the state of california and i got a phone call two days prior to my birthday um, for an interview and on my 16th birthday I was hired at my first job and started on my birthday okay. um, and that's again that's my whole work ethic thing is you can come, I will drop whatever I'm doing to come into work we actually experienced something like that today Ethan yeah you were, asked, <laughs> like, you were asked to stay late I thought I was being asked to stay late yeah and I this phone call or if I'm driving somewhere if I'm going somewhere I will stop what I'm doing and I will go to work because that's how I fund the haunted house. That's how I fund. I do. I do a professional fireworks show in Seattle every year um, on a beach front. I mean, that's how I pay to do all the um, okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so the money obviously you will make money from like admission tickets, but then that just goes back into props yeah. for the next year and stuff, right? Yes, and that's so when we're doing the design stuff, we we try to change about 25 to 35% of the haunted house every year to make it new and a different experience. My whole rule is if it's been there longer than four years, it is going away. Nothing will sit longer than four years in my haunted house. That's good. That's that whole 25 to 35% was, okay, I can change a quarter of it every year. Well, now I've got four years to change that net, that old room um, to figure out what I'm doing. Um, yeah. and that's where the money goes. I, um, I love this industry so much, but it is so expensive. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, foam is $200 a gallon. Is it really? Um, yeah. How much yeah. are these? Co- things, I feel like foam would cost, be cheap. Dude. I would have thought that that would have been the cheapest part. You, you would think, you would think foam is cheap. You really would, but it's not. It is. I was looking at this new room. I've, um, the, that cave, the cave stuff I was talking about, that's a new room that I'm designing right now for this upcoming year. Um, it, I was looking at it last night. It's going to cost me about $3,000 to just put foam up. <laughs> that doesn't include all the paint. I mean, the painting too, it's, I mean, it's crazy. We go through so much paint. It's crazy. We buy paint sometimes in 55 gallon drums of paint. 
um, just to be able to paint something black. I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> how much does this thing cost then? Like, like every year? Yeah, like, like roughly. roughly, how much is the haunted house in its entirety? Uh, uh, to be honest, startup cost wise, uh, or like running the whole thing, I mean, I don't have exact numbers, somewhere around $100,000 probably. Whoa. Every year. But I mean, but now, so now we have a property, right? We have that in Davis. Yeah. So now expenses are kind of, we literally, we've been in debt for this. Um, I've been with this company the whole time. So off the contractions, the company I've been with started out at their house, started doing home haunts, and eventually they went pro. Well, that company has been in debt up until, well, now COVID. So it would have been 2019. We finally broke even. Okay. So we had made all the money back that we'd spent, property, props, stuff like that. Okay. And we had broken even at that very last night. Wow. Well, 2020 hit. Now the company's back in debt, $60,000, right? Uh, yeah. Jeez. Or stuff like that. I mean, I again, not exact numbers. I don't know the exact right. numbers yeah, yeah, around, yeah. right? But me, I don't own that. Well, I don't own that property. Um, I own all the props right that go into that property um so i mean i spend i'm making sure my parents are not around i spend about ten thousand dollars <laughs> every year personal money the you're not are you the only one doing the props for the haunted house or there's a bunch of people right that kind of like do the same thing you do there, so there are three of us that well so then this is my so uh, i can say this now I have officially left that company. Um, I'm leaving for college, um, and I just don't—I won't have the time to be here um, yeah. every single day for three months. Um, so I left that company. Um, I'm still working on getting all my stuff back, um, and so I can talk about this now. Is I love this company dearly. However, a lot of our ideas of how we want our haunted houses to run don't match, mm-hmm. right? So my whole idea is giving the guests the best experience. I'm going to spend the money to get these incredible props because they work or they look incredible. And it really gives that guest that, like, okay, this is an incredible experience that I'm about to walk through. Yeah. Whereas they more they more so want to do the whole build your own stuff, right? They want to – they don't want to spend money. They just want what's cheap and what can work for a night. One okay. Of, we have something called a vortex tunnel, which has been used in the, in the haunt industry for years. It's a, it's this massive tunnel that you walk through that spins. Um, you're, oh, yeah, you walk, yeah. You, yeah, you walk up a few stairs. Yeah. And so now you're off the ground and the tunnel spins around you. Um, and it's an amazing effect. It's incredible. Well, they cost about $9,000 to buy um, if you want to buy one, but they had decided to build one. We're going to build this vortex tunnel and keep in mind we're outside. It would have worked great if we were inside, right? If we had a building, um, we built it ourselves and it got destroyed in two days outside. We had it for two days, two days of our haunted house three years ago. That is it. It has been broken since and it does not work. So it's in my opinion. And here's my biggest problem. It is sitting they built the haunted house around this thing. Okay. So when this, when we first started the haunted house in Davis five years ago, four or five years ago, this vortex tunnel was put in the middle of the haunted house and now it's there and it's massive. And there's really, 
we built a wall right around it, but this is in the middle of my haunted house, right? Jeez. <laughs> and it's not going anywhere. It's a giant piece of metal in the middle of the haunted house. Well, okay, now we have to build a hallway around this thing, right? Yeah. How can we do that? Now we're having we can't get the we can't get the thing out. It's just a pile of junk sitting in the middle of the haunted house. How do I get the thing out, right? So it's kind of that type of stuff. Most of the stuff that they um, do just doesn't it works for a day or two and it doesn't work. Dang. And that's that was mainly my reason of leaving. I wanted our just our ideas just didn't really match. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, but but yeah, I'm okay spending that money because I think it's what's best. Um, I will. I mean, you could. You can buy haunted houses actually from companies um, ready to run. Um, you just need a building for it um, for two hundred thousand dollars. And they just set everything up uh, for you. Uh, no. So what they do is when you spend that money, you are getting. They will come for a week to um, put it so that it's all built in a different location. Um, this company is out in Missouri. Most of uh, pretty much every company's out on the other coast. Um, they will manufacture the entire um, haunted house, all the walls, all that type of stuff at their location, and then they buy all these, all the props that when you that you when it come when you sorry when you order the haunted house, it comes with all these props, all these costumes, all these masks. Well, what they're doing is they're going to all the companies and buying that stuff. They don't make that stuff. All they make is the walls. Well, they're gonna come assemble everything, all the mm-hmm. props, all the walls, all of the costumes, all of the makeup. They're going to put your dressing room together. They're going to do all of that for you. All you need is a building. Um, and then it is yours to run. You have to have your staff. You have to do all that. All they are doing is setting it up and then they leave. Um, but you know, it's it's a different thing. I mean, you have to learn how to manage stuff. It's You have to have... I've had hundred people um at times that i have or like that i work with that we have to make sure that everything's running smoothly yeah for sure i gosh i mean i feel like in this kind of industry you can't really go on the cheap because kind of like you've been describing is stuff breaks and then it's like well now the whole thing is useless so you, yeah. you might as well splurge because right. eventually you're either gonna have to spend a bunch of money to fix the things that are cheap or you're gonna have to just get new ones it, exactly and that's been that was the biggest problem with that company um, that I was with. Um, I love their the owner of that company. He's like a second father to me. I love him. I still talk to him constantly. It was just not the right decision. I He's taught me so much about this industry, but I've also learned more from other people that make all these products, right? Um, they have all these ideas, but when I go to a trade show, I go to buy stuff, right? I'm going to fly across the country to find products that work for the haunted house that work for us. They go there just to take the ideas basically that all these people have done all the work and they're going to try to make it themselves a lot cheaper, which is okay in a way. I mean, the haunted house industry, we kind of have a rule of like somebody's idea. That's their idea, right? We don't really want to steal that from them for sure. Um, but we can use it. Um, there's certain products um, or certain things that people have done in the haunted house industry forever, and it's not somebody's one idea, right? Um, that custom cotton candy prop that I was talking about a little bit earlier, somebody had created that 20 years ago, that kind of that same idea, and his work's great. His I, That prop is no longer in existence. It broke 
10 years ago, he said. Um, and so I was like, is it okay if I have a company make one for me? So I ha- I'm getting that permission from the original creator of this idea wow, okay. to have one made for me, right? Uh-huh. So you yeah. kind of have to be careful if you see a, a prop um, that somebody made. You can't just go make a mold of it, right? You could yeah. do that very easily, and we have before. Well, we learned to, we learned not to do that very quickly. Uh, so many people telling us, you cannot do this. You need to throw it away, to scrap it, do all that stuff. And we learned that Jeez. very quickly and to the point where I don't do it anymore. So it's Simply almost like a copyright thing except for real-life props. Yes, kind of. We can't be sued over it, right? You can't. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, right. You can't. Um, you can't patent a an idea, right? You have to only patent a certain product. Right, okay. So if I have an idea that I want to do, I can do it. But if somebody else across the country has that same idea, well, they can do it too, right? So yeah. it's kind of like that. I mean, I can do whatever I want. It's my haunted house and it's my stuff. True, okay, yeah. But it's more like that human element is like oh i'm not going to do this to this person because they work so hard to be able to do it right yeah yeah, yeah. okay so, it makes sense stuff like that i mean we all use the same type of fog machines we all use the same type of fog stuff like that right yeah so, makes sense it's kind of like that i mean just we have to be careful of what we do totally um last section here i just want to kind of ask like so what are your plans like going forward do you plan on like staying in this industry or like maybe doing some sort of theming or engineering elsewhere like what are you, what are you kind of looking and looking forward to yeah so i am attending uh state in the fall um for business and business management um i'm probably going to take a few design classes as well my goal is, is all it's been my goal since i was five for this haunted house industry my goal is to own my own production company um that produces um or in runs haunted houses. That is my goal. Um, so being able to do that for a living is my dream. Unfortunately, you can't really do that in the Midwest, or sorry, on the West Coast where we are right now. You have to go over to the East Coast or in the Midwest to be able to do something like this because gotcha. there's so many less restrictions unless you go work for a company like Universal or Knott's Berry Farm yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um, those really major haunted houses in um, Los Angeles. So what we... Uh, Northern California has three haunted houses. That's it. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Two, I didn't until know you did to LA. Yeah. Three. Well, uh, yeah. Sorry. Three known haunted houses. Yeah. I should say. Three known haunted houses. Now I'm sure there's other little, little haunted houses here and there, but there's um, only three. We were California's uh, Northern California's largest um, for a very very long time, um, until we got to Davis where now we've become huge because now we have this corn maze and zombie paintball trucks that are two miles long. So now we are the largest. <laughs> we, That's we had amazing. The longest in, we had the longest haunted house in town. The corn sounds that terrifying. Was corn, that was the corn uh, or the Jeez. corn trail, we called it. Um, because it was just, and now it's not a corn maze. You could go to a corn maze and find one much larger. We were a yeah. corn trail haunted house. And that's kind of how we earned that title. So, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, you just kind of have to keep working at it and stuff like that. Um, totally. But, yeah, my goal is to own a production company um, That's for sick. haunted houses. That's awesome. Have you um, – you mentioned Universal. Have you ever done, um, like, a Universal Halloween Horror Nights or, like, Fright Fest at Six Flags? Have you ever gone to one of those? I wish. Uh, no, I'm simply too – 
unfortunately they're only open in september and october and that is my busy season yeah <laughs> okay when, makes sense I, that is when you normally if somebody call or calls me or texts me i'm right on it i'll answer um there's been times um where i won't even know somebody texts me for three days oh, and geez. i simply can't <laughs> I, I didn't know and i won't be able to respond because i'm so busy yeah i don't have time to travel <laughs> yeah no way makes sense i could ever do it where is now i have that time i'm taking at least a year off um i had well i had 2020 um kind of off um i didn't do any of my own designs but i worked for another haunted house that was open because we were closed in 2020 um so i went to their haunted house and i just acted for two days um but all of my designs for this for 2020 were put on hold till 2021 dang um or now i'm leaving for 2021 so again everything's going to be in storage um but i'm still i'm still going full speed ahead i am still acting as if i was opening on october 1st um that's cool for this year all my props all my designs they are all still being built um i'm not stopping um but yeah so sorry off topic there but i'm gonna be going what's like this october and to do like a haunt trip i'm gonna go probably um with a few people um still working out on who those people are maybe um you guys want to go travel travel to la for th- two or three days and do all the haunted houses in la <laughs> i mean do all of those haunted houses because there's so many down there yeah you do the top right you do okay there's an it, haunted houses are usually open for four or five hours every night so okay i can do one haunted house at seven o'clock i can drive over to the next one and be there yeah. at eight and do yeah. that and kind of just go to a bunch of them every night right yeah um maybe one night we'll do universal or one night we do not very farm stuff like that and i'm gonna go and i want to see all these stuff luckily i'm very fortunate um this st louis trip which has been a dream of mine forever i was never old enough because you have to be a certain age to be on the trade show floor um they are doing a backstage tour at um six flags fright fest um we have the trade show has rented out six flags for a private event um wow we have access we have access to all the roller coasters uh dinner behind the scenes of all their rides that's all of their haunted houses and we're there to learn that is mainly um that's that event i mean and that's after the trade show floor closes yeah for sure morning right yeah stuff like that like we're there all day every day all night every night that we're there (laughs) to learn and to buy stuff i mean it's amazing that's sick well aiden uh thank you so much for coming on the show today yeah dude of course thank you for having me i it was great yeah uh so where can people find you um sort of on the interwebs plug all the socials yeah we'll link them in the show notes below too yeah um really there's not a lot um it's uh aiden lowercase aiden Philbin on instagram and facebook that's pretty much it i don't have a website i don't have any of that stuff um if you want a certain product give me a call we can work out a price and work out a date that you want it and we'll ship it that's That's awesome awesome. well we'll have to have you back on so you can talk about your uh, trip to st louis because that sounds amazing that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that we didn't there's so much of that whole event side and concert side we didn't really get into the start of all this but yeah for sure yeah we can we'll definitely do do a part two coming out (laughs) (laughs) all right all right well thank you so much again aiden for coming uh back on the show or i guess on the show for the first time um don't forget this episode's brought to you by anchor 
easiest way to make a podcast. Go ahead right now. Go to anchor.fm today. Get started on your own podcast. Also, for those who are still listening, me and Ethan are going to bring some little addition to the podcast. Possible uh, merchandise. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, So stay tuned for that. We'll be having an announcement pretty soon. Update on it. Um, And leave a five-star review if you like what you heard. Uh, Keep producing more content like this for sure. All right. Once again, I'm your host, Ethan. And I'm your host, Chase. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to The Think Tank. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram using a link in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is recorded by Corbin Finn. See you next time.